What's up, gentlemen? This is Rising Phoenix Podcast, a podcast about how to rise up after your divorce. I'm your host, divorce coach, Michael Rhodes. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the show. This is episode 131. This is going to be a solo episode and I'm going to cover a few different things. Uh, One of those is I'm going to talk about uh, a topic that is pretty similar to episode 129 um, in terms of how to see her differently. Um, After doing an episode and seeing some posts and stuff in the Divorce Support for Men group, I I came up with uh, something else that kind of hit me and I wanted to address that. Um, in addition, I wanted to provide some updates on uh, what I'm doing and, and some changes that I made recently. Um, so well, let's start with the the changes, updates, news, or whatever. Um, I decided to go back and put all my old episodes on YouTube. Uh, m- the majority of, I think it's the first 40 couple of episodes, I don't believe are on YouTube uh, I'm not sure the exact number. I think the Sean Whalen episode, which was 43, was the first one I put on YouTube. Um, and before that, um, none of them were put up on there. And 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 before that, almost none of them were shot with video in mind. So um, I'm going to go back and edit. And by the way, if you listen to the episode two that is um, on the podcast, on the, the audio version of the podcast, it's going to be different than what is put up on YouTube. It's actually, I edited... I edited it a lot more um, when I was doing audio only. I was really, because it was my second episode. So I was really combing through it. And anything that I thought was like wonky or any kind of weird, like coughs or not even coughs, like ums or whatever. Um, there's one. <laughs> I, uh, I I would cut those out. So I when I went through it to edit it, I did not do any of that. Um, I kind of left it pretty much as is. Uh, I don't think I did anything, um, you know, crazy. I didn't cut any content out, which is kind of what I did do a little bit uh, when I was audio only. So anyway, so during the course of editing that episode, I decided to pull clips. And I've always been sort of interested in doing that. I had at one point a guy who was doing editing for me. He was doing it very, he didn't He didn't cost a lot and he did a great job and he, he would pull clips at the same time. But the guy disappeared on me. So so anyway, so I started pulling clips and I got it completely done. I uploaded it, um, all of the clips up to YouTube. Um, and it was, you know, it was a lot of uploads in a pretty quick period of time. And, and I felt like, well, that's probably not the right strategy. So I really started thinking about, um, A, where can I put the clips? How many? What should I do? All these kinds of things that probably professionals consider. Uh, releasing clips early, uh, promo clips, all that kind of shit. I'm not saying I'm quite going that far yet, probably eventually. Um, but I but I started thinking, okay, if I want to pull clips, I, there's a lot of episodes to pull. So even if I do, you know, while I'm re-editing these to put on YouTube, um, I can pull clips then, but that's still 40 some odd episodes. So I started looking at some different programs and some things that do it for you in a way. And so I found this, uh, I think it's called Clippy, if I'm not, not mistaken. Again, poorly named. Um, but it does a great job. And so I did that. I redid episode two. It pulled clips. I was able to change some things. It's a really cool program. Um, it it allows you to, to change. Uh, so it'll pull clips, but it'll allow you to change certain parts. So if it pulls like a 30-second clip and, and uh, actually I wanted 40 seconds, I can change that. 
uh, and I can change the focus. So with Zoom, as you know, um, it's you know side by side usually, and this uh, um, program or software or whatever. Uh, actually, I don't. I don't think I downloaded anything. I and mean, obviously, it's a software, but I think it's all web interfaced. Um, it'll it'll rearrange the Zoom um, shots so it can be uh, better suited for things like TikTok, um, YouTube Shorts, um, Instagram Reels, and Facebook Reels. So, so anyway, so I did that with episodes one, two, and three. No, one, two, and four, because it it will only do it with mp4 or whatever the other fucking video files are and episode three is a audio file so um, i'm going to need to uh, edit that into a video file and then it can uh, pull all of its clips and stuff so um so i don't know if i said this but uh so with all that said <laughs> uh, not only am i um you know pulling all these clips i'm, I'm putting them up in different places so um I in in while while going through this process and thinking about okay I I mean I can pull all these clips but then uh, it's gonna take me forever I got to put them on YouTube and TikTok and and that leads me to my point I'll get to that I guess uh, <laughs> uh, Facebook Reels Instagram so it's it's very time consuming so I found again another program AI sort of it's not it's not really AI but it's a it's an all encompassing I. Don't remember what the hell that one's called. Oh, Metro Cool. Again, these names are terrible. Um, but it's it's sort of like a, a planner uh, and tracker for all my social media. So um, I planned out a week's worth, and so uh, in 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 different things, videos, um, uh, quotes, and different things that um, that I pulled and sort of I've loaded. So all all this week, I think I loaded up until Saturday. Um, it's going to spit out different posts and I'm going to just see what works and what doesn't. Um, I've gotten a decent amount of views on TikTok already. And uh, there's so much more content, obviously. I think it's going to be tricky to do it. So I only purchased the program, the Metro Cool. <laughs> oh, it's so terribly named. Um, for three hours worth of videos. So uh and it was it wasn't cheap so um i'm gonna have to wait a bit but I, I mean i do have plenty of content um i may do some of my own editing in the meantime uh, but my plan is to do a week's worth of or at least uh the, the beginning of the week be old clips and and then new clips in the back half of the week and like maybe wednesday there's uh one of each or or something of that nature just to split it up um at least i i don't know man that, when you think about the amount of content that I produced um, and the amount of clips that you could pull, I mean, it's fucking, it's a lot. So um, I don't want to, so again, uh, not again, but apologies if like all of a sudden you're seeing a bunch of me um, in, in various social medias. It's, um, I guess, I don't know if I don't make more of an effort, then I can't, you know, I, I, I feel like if, if I want to grow, I got to, I got to, what is it again? I, I think I said this a couple of days ago or, or a couple of episodes ago or whatever. It's something that Tony Robbins says. Um, I think I did it in the live video on, on, uh, on divorce in, in divorce support for men. You know, if you want new actions or, new, or if you want new results, you need new actions. And, and what are the results I'm looking for? I want to grow, but I don't know what that means just yet. I think, 
I've been trying to figure out like, what are my 2024 goals? So we are, here we are, you know, halfway, halfway into the first month and I'm still not hundred percent sure, but I think I'm going to shoot for, I think a thousand subscribers on YouTube right now. I'm at, I think I, I think I said a couple months ago, I gave a wildly inaccurate number. I didn't mean to. Um, I think I said it was like 283. It's actually right now it's 245. I think it was 233 when I said that. So now it's 245. So I'd like to get to a thousand. Um, and I think I'd like to get to a thousand or maybe that's too much for TikTok, maybe 500 uh, by the end of the year. Um, I'm trying to figure out if I want more downloads, which I obviously I do, but if I want to make downloads my goal or if I want to make subscribers and, and followers my goal, I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, I don't know. So I think that's all sort of the news type stuff. Um, I do have two more episodes that I'm recording, uh, one tomorrow and one on Saturday. So, um, they're going to keep on coming. I'm going to think I'm going to try and stick to this, uh, you know, an interview, a solo episode, an interview, a solo episode. I kind of like that. It takes the pressure off myself in terms of finding a guest and editing and all that kind of good stuff. So um, that's the plan going forward. Um, so I wanted to talk about this. I don't know how long this is going to go. This might be very, very brief, but I see this on occasion. And sometimes I feel it myself where we feel like we had a very attractive wife and and we we put that we hold that in high esteem as men, right? Um, and we think that you know you're never going to find anyone else. She was so hot, and and the reason I want to talk about this is this is like anything. It's about perspective. It's about um, being honest, I guess, or um, at least allowing for maybe that's not a hundred percent true. So what do I mean? What am I saying? So I have been around this divorce support stuff for uh, over four, well, about four years now, give or take. I'm not sure exactly to the day how many or how long, but let's say four years. I honestly have never come across, I've seen many exes, pictures. Uh, I don't know if I met anyone in person. don't think so, but I've seen many pictures and not that look, it's all, it's all, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder and all that stuff. But I've seen guys talk about their exes, like they were supermodels and I have yet to see one that I thought would have been a fucking Sears catalog model. Not, I'm not, I'm not saying they're ugly. I'm not saying that, um, you know, they're grotesque or anything of that nature. I'm just saying that, it's not my point of this is not to say that y'all had ugly lives. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it's our, it's our pers not perspectives, but it's our um, experiences with these people that make them so attractive to us. Um, I think that there is no sexier woman on the planet than my ex-wife. She is just amazingly sexy. She is. I'm, I'm, I'm sure she, I don't know if she would want to know that I'm saying this shit or not. But she is a fucking fantastic in the bedroom. Amazing dynamite, uh, Mr. Calling, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, but that's that's my interpretation because of the many, many moments of closeness and the the uh, familiarity, I guess, in a way. I mean, you know, I knew how to push her buttons. She knew how to push mine, so to speak, like in the bedroom, like 
she became, she was always cute and attractive, but she became incredibly sexy because of the, what we shared together. And so what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that if you put your ex up on this pedestal that you, unless she actually was a supermodel, she's not a supermodel, right? She might be attractive. I'm not saying she isn't, but be careful with seeing her through this lens of connection and memories and experiences rather than objectively. And I think this is important because I hear this often. Oh, my ex is so hot and I'll never find anybody like her. Well, well, there's a lot to that. I mean, um, God, there's a lot to that. So first of all, I, I, you know, let's be honest, it's called spade a spade. The pickings are slimmer when we're in our forties, fifties, sixties, whatever we're at any, anywhere past the age of like, I don't know, 32 or something, maybe 35. Like most people are married by then. Most people are, um, taken and it gets harder to find, uh, not only someone single, but just, or, you know, it, I'm not even talking someone good, just someone single. It's harder to find that. And, and I, and I realized that, well, half the marriage is in a divorce. Yeah. But that runs the gamut. I've known people that, um, I, Randy episode nine, I think, uh, was divorced twice by the time he was in his late twenties, I think. Um, so uh, you just don't know what these, you know, statistics, okay. Half the people, half the marriages end the divorce, but who knows when, right? But I do think that um, in general, that it's harder to find a single person. And and as we get older too, let's be honest, we're not out in bars, which is a place to meet folks. Um, yes, we're online, but dating apps are evil and, and skewed and just horrific. They're not, in, in a way a skeptical cynical person would say they're like big pharma they're like they're not looking for the cure they're looking for your money so you know and people complain about and I, I do i do this myself you know i'll swipe all day long and be like golly is there nobody on this planet attractive <laughs> and then i go out into the real world and I'm like oh okay and then nine times out of ten they got a ring like it's the same they got a ring on their finger so um you know i know it seems like um you know there's there's no attractive women or or there'll never be another one as attractive as your ex, but that's just not true. Um, my ex was cute, but not. I didn't think she was sexy when I when I first met her or started dating her. She became that way because of who she was. And so what I'm saying is that, that these connections or, or or our feelings are often um, impacted or influenced by the experiences we share with these people. And that doesn't make it, I'm not saying that it makes it any better for you to be like, oh, that's why I think she's so hot. It's because of we we had a great connection or we had great sex or um, she knew how to push my buttons or whatever. What I'm saying is that's recreatable. And so if you, you sort of step back and you think about, you know, sort of, you know, subjectively, objectively, whatever the fucking right word is there, um, uh, it, it, she, she might not be the hottest thing on the planet, right? We think that or we feel that because, A, you know, it's it's a blow to our identity and our ego. She's gone. There's that longing piece. There's that, you know, I need that for my identity. So there's that. Um, there's there's also that connection, that familiarity, that um, bond, if you will, that that we thought that we had. And, and so I, I think if you find yourself 
and I do it at times, you find yourself thinking, oh, I'll never find any, and, and you might not uh, find anyone as uh, like bare bones or whatever, like, like attractive, like just, just physically, just like looking at them. You might not find, you might not, might not. Um, I don't know why anyone would want to assume that, but and, and also when you're on dating apps, these things can, again, they can skew you because if, if there were, if they wanted to show you every hot chick that was available, you'd be a lot quicker to match with someone and get the fuck off that app and, and not pay their monthly fucking fee. So don't get bogged down into um, thinking that you'll never find anyone as hot as your ex and, and not for nothing. And I think I was trying to make this point as well. I get lost in my own fucking thoughts. Apologies. Um, um, like I just did right there. Um, what they did is not exactly an attractive thing. If they lied, cheated, I mean, they walked out or or whatever the scenario is, and they're gone. They left you. They they decided that you know the marriage wasn't sustainable, or or I don't know. I'm gonna put. I don't know what they thought. They just they just thought it wasn't. They didn't want to be in it, right? So that's not exactly a quality. I can tell you that for me, um, as I go forward, and and I'm dating, and I've come across women that are these walk away wives, like got to go find your happiness. To, I I don't no no thank you. Now that's difficult to uh, to ferret out whether or not that's actually what happened, but I can fucking assure you that I am very conscious of that and very um it's it's one of the one of the things that I'm looking for like why did it end um because I don't want to repeat the past and so if someone is if you could take take the physicality of your ex and put it into another person and they did the same things that your ex did would you really want to fucking be with them would you really want to date them i think a lot of times we hold on to these memories because that's easier for some weird reason. I still, I still struggle with sort of trying to understand it. I, I think it was, oh fuck, I don't know, one twenty six, one Lou Allen, uh, that dude. We sort of talked about this a little bit, but I'm not exactly sure why we do these things, but um, we do that. We, we, we sort of put them up on a pedestal and we think about the good times, and not the bad. And I think, I think, kind of what he was saying was it, it centers around your identity. That's that's who we were when things were good, you know, and and, you know, she was great and and we felt great. And it was a happy marriage because I give a fuck what anyone says. And I know they try to say these things at the end. But unless you got married and like a year later, maybe two, you got divorced. Most of the both of you, most of you out there, most of the people I come across have been married five, six, eight, 10, 12, 15, 20 some odd fucking years. Spare me the bullshit that it was miserable the whole fucking time. Bullshit. Nonsense. They, they, they tell themselves that because they have to. You know, we've covered this many times. Like, you, you can't leave someone that you look upon fondly. You have to pull out these old memories and line them up one by one to give yourself the fuel to leave. So it wasn't all miserable and, and, and um, you know, uh, whatever they, whatever they say, um, I don't know that they were unhappy the whole time or whatever bullshit they say. I, I don't buy it. It's what they have to tell themselves. So anyway, my point is just 
I guess it, it goes back to a couple of things. One, make sure you're seeing them without your bias and your memories. And I know that's hard. Obviously, it's damn near impossible sometimes. Um, I still think my ex is sexy. I don't like who she is as a person, but she is very attractive. Um, and again, if there was someone just as attractive as her, but did the same things and behave in the same manner, no fucking thank you. No, sir. Uh-uh. Um, so anyway, so make sure you're, as best you can, um, at least be conscious of your bias. At least be conscious that the way you see them is influenced by your your everything besides the physical looks. It's it's everything, and not for nothing. It, n- nobody's getting any younger. If you understand what I'm saying. Um, and the other thing is, I I almost want to say get off dating apps, but I'm on them too. I don't. I pay for Bumble's um, go back or whatever because sometimes I'll swipe and I'll be like, oh, you missed a connection. I'm like, uh, let me take another look. Usually I swipe again anyway. Like. No, I was right. Um, but I'm always curious. I, I, you know, I think if the other apps did that, I would probably pay for that because Tinder won't tell, it'll tell you, oh, you missed a connection. But like after you swipe like 10 people, it's like, oh, you missed a connection. Like which one? I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't pay for them. Um, and it's tough, man, because sometimes you get notifications. You're like, oh, I'm not a paying member. I can't fucking see it. Fuck. Do I really want to spend whatever it is? It's too fucking. It's no. Fuck it. So get out into the real world. Uh, don't live in your phone and 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 live thinking that these apps are reality because they're just fucking not. So I think that's all I got for you. Um, I don't know if there there was anything earth shattering this one. In this one, uh, I hope that if you are um, seeing things in this manner in that you're never going to find anyone like her again, physically. Um, Hopefully this will help you see things a little differently. So until next time, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. Since my separation in July of 2019, I have done an incredible amount of work on myself. I've had many different therapists, life coaches, and went through different programs. I've taken all that I've learned and put it into my own program called Forged by Fire. If you are interested in having me help you navigate your divorce, please hit my website, risingphoenixdivorcecoach.com. I look forward to working with you.